The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by EdgeBoost. EdgeBoost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash P-O-O-L. Everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talon Jenkins. Joined with our host, we got Mr. Con Smythe, Ryan Gilbert, and we got Joel Meyer, baby. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Uh, I, I'm sad that the hockey season is over, but but mercifully, I'm not going to have to lose any more money betting on the Panthers or betting betting against the Knights or what have you, because the Vegas Golden Knights won it. We'll, we'll talk about it. Well earned, uh, dominant victory there in Game Five, complete blowout. But yeah, I, I'm doing well overall. Gonna be a long off season. Yeah, I spent today uh, walking through the wreckage of all my bets, calculating uh, everything I lost. Doomsday scenario with the Knights and Panthers in the final. Absolutely did not see it coming. Um, terrible result. Worst playoffs ever in terms of betting. Lost uh, almost exactly 50 units altogether over the space of uh, basically 12 months since I started betting the uh, Stanley Cup futures last year. Um, yeah, so that, that was a tough go. It's tough seeing all those uh, the dead bodies strewn around, all, all those lost bets. But, um, you know, onwards and upwards, I already made a, a few more bets for next year, and I'm, I'm not backing down. That's a tough go. That's a tough go. I'm doing all right, man. You know, I, I've been off the past two days, so I've just been chilling. I've done some nice cooking, did a lot of chores, cleaned the apartment up, did some laundry today. What did I do yesterday? I did a bunch of other shit. Fucking girlfriend was at work. I watered her plants. Oh, that's good boyfriend mode, eh? Watered they're, all the plants. They're not plastic the plants, right? I, I no, they're not plastic. I, I, I read about that a lot. People watering plastic plants. <laughs> Yo, they might have been. I don't think there's any plastic. <laughs> She's shaking her head no. So and, uh, there are a lot of herbs and shit that we cook with. So hell yeah. Gotta, gotta, gotta love that. We're like growing our own shit. Um, I'm doing good though, boys. You know, I've had a pretty solid day. Back at work tomorrow, but that's okay. That's tomorrow me's problem. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm ready to rock and roll here today, man. Ready for a fun show. All right, we'll keep this moving, though. Everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. The Golden Knights are the Stanley Cup champions. What a fucking shit show game that was. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Uh, what else is going on? Basketball's done. We talked about that last show. We're at a little bit of the lull in the season, but we got plenty of baseball going on. Ryan, what's up in the world of baseball? Anything that should be on the radar here? Well, baseball money continues to be fake. I recorded that earlier with uh, myself and Blake, mm. so make sure you check that out. Um uh, yeah, it's picking up All-Star break going on uh, next month. Uh, Phillies are hot right now, so base- baseball's going good. Is that when they do like the Derby and all that shit? Yep, Derby and All-Star games all, all See, right then. I will give that to baseball. Like All-Star break, obviously it's way better than the NHLs, but arguably one of the better ones in sports with a home run derby. And doesn't like whoever, whichever team wins, don't they get home field advantage in the World Series or something? They they did that for a bit, but that, that was not, that that wasn't good. No, you didn't like that? I, I, thought, imagine, I thought that'd be good. Imagine no? if that was the case for the NHL All-Star game. Yeah, but do do players give a shit about the no. All-Star game? Do, do you think okay. players give a shit? Well, if it was for the home or for home advantage, maybe. I mean, but every every team gets a player, and most teams aren't making the World Series. They, they don't care. That's fair, I guess. You know, that's a good point. I Optically, it, it looks good, like on paper, but then I guess mm-hmm. we go to practice, and nobody gives a shit. Um, all right, whatever. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports still. We got F1 in Montreal, Canada, baby. I was thinking of buzzing down, my girl and I, but we decided against it. Maybe next year, yo. It's only about a four-hour train ride, train ride away. But uh, it's going to be an absolute shit show. I've heard stories from my buddies that when they said it's absolutely nuts. So shout out F1 in Montreal. Uh, obviously, we got the we got the U.S. Open happening, kicking off tomorrow on Thursday. It's Wednesday at the time of recording this. Uh, normally, Joel and I would go into this pretty heavy right about now. We got a lot to say, so we're going to hold off and put that at the end of the show. So if you're looking for a U.S. Open, you know, uh, talk, discussion, picks, all this kind of shit, that's going to be at the end of this podcast. 
Uh, if you're only here at the Hockey Gaming Podcast to see the boys talk about the U.S. Open, then just skip everything we're going to talk about now and go to the end. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, either way, tons of shit going on in the world of sports. But you can find all that information at the SGPN website. Be sure to check out the articles. A lot of love goes in the articles. Uh, check out the other shows, too, as well. Ryan was talking about it. Be sure to check out Baseball Money is Fake with him and Blake. These guys are absolutely always killing it. And, of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. Discord's always popping off, baby. Uh, it's fucking sick in there. If you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. It was buzzing last night. Everybody's having a blast in there. Uh, and you know what? Just because it's the off-season doesn't mean the Discord's going to die down, man. We have a lot of fun in there. We got the draft coming up in two weeks, so there'll be a lot of draft content and free agency a couple days after that. There's going to be signings coming on, hires, coaches, GMs, all this cool shit. So be sure to be in the Discord so you don't miss out any of that. Uh, if you're trying to get in the Discord, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll point you in the right direction, as well as the HGP Twitter account. A little long-winded here, eh? Uh, or you can uh you can do some sky light like light signals and shit and if you have light signals going on and you happen to be in the bc area or if you have like a really strong flashlight you can buzz that up because i know my boy my boy joel meyer whenever he's looking at ducks every now and then he sits up and he looks at the sky and so you might be able to see his your light signals then he'll bounce light signals back and he'll point you in the discord with the with the power of light yeah get in that discord sg.pn slash discord I'm going to try to keep it keep it pretty active in there. I mean, the Discord, no matter what, is going to be active. So no matter what sport you bet, get in there in the Hockey Channel. But also check out the other channels if that's what you're into. But the Hockey Channel is the best channel, the best best support system out there. And, yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff planned for the offseason. We've got, we've got some events coming up with, with the draft. The NHL Awards are going to be, I think, two weeks from yesterday the, or Monday. From today. I think they're, from today, or, right? No. Oh, because the right. draft's two weeks from today, right? So, yeah, I think it's the, draft? the 26th. The twi- so, draft's the 28th. Yeah so, yeah, so awards is that Monday. The, the draft's that Wednesday or Thursday. So, yeah, plenty of stuff coming out. Then we got free agency, all, all that good stuff. So, yeah, uh, make sure you are subscribed to the Hockey Gaming Podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. If you haven't done so yet, you're a coward. <laughs> Hell, yeah. All right. Uh, boys, do you want to just jump right into the game? Do you want to fucking just go for it? Let's get into it. All right, hell yeah. Obviously, the Vegas Golden Knights are able to take down Florida last night to win the Stanley Cup champions. Uh, they win the series 4-1. to one. What was the final score? It was like 9-3 or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, okay. Absolute killer. Bit of a... I don't... You know what? Like, I see a lot of people saying it was a bad game. It was an entertaining game. It was an absolute blowout. You can't say it wasn't. But I think just the power of watching how hard Vegas dominated Florida men. They, they took him to the cleaners. Even my girl was saying, we were watching it. They scored their goal. I think it was like the third goal. And they instantly got possession right after and had the puck in Florida's end for like three minutes. She was like, uh, did they just get the puck? Like, didn't they just score? I'm like, babe, it's not football. The other team just doesn't get the puck because you score a goal. <laughs> but she, she was like, no, like they're putting pressure on him. I'm like, hell yeah, they are, man. So credit to Vegas, dude. We talked about it uh, before the game on that show that we did. Just uh, this team absolutely dominates. And, you know, Florida was banged up. Obviously, no Kachuk, that hurts. And I'm sure there's some other guys going through some shit with that cloud as well. Um, but uh, good on that Vegas team, man. They're absolutely killers. And I was talking about it in the Discord last night. A lot of that team's going to be returning too, man. So look out for the Knights next year as well. Yeah, I mean, they completely dominated that that second period, which I wish I put more on more than just them to score one goal because they scored four times in that second period. And in the playoffs, in 22 games, they outscored their opponent 34 to 11 in that second Jesus. period, which just just shows their depth. I mean, it was 5-1 in, or 4-1 in the, in the final game, but it shows their depth. It shows they they manage line changes well. They take short shifts. They they trust each other. They know they have guys behind them, the depth to, to take control. And that's what they did throughout the playoffs. And they were, I, I tweeted this out, they flew under the radar all season long. All season long, even the first round, I, I picked the Jets. Second round, I picked, picked the Oilers. They got past When they got past the Oilers, really should have been when we were like, okay, they're for real now. They were one of the best teams in the league all season long. They had the top seed in the West. They got past McDavid. And they added they added Mark Stone after being the, the, the top seed in the West. Mark Stone, who possibly could have been a, a Conn Smythe winner, Conn Smythe candidate there, did get that hat trick. Good to see him get that. But, yeah, Golden Knights just they, they absolutely dominated throughout throughout the, the Stanley Cup final, which is I think is when people started to realize just how good they are. I have so many different things to talk about. Uh, I could rant for about 10, 15 minutes about all the things going through my head right now, but I'll, I'll try to keep it concise, precise, and uh, and uh, nice. Uh, but the, the Knights, I, I was wrong about their their team, like all all season long. And this is this is another thing I gotta 
recognize that the you know the expected goal shit, the deep analytics. I think that stuff's more important for regular season stuff than it is for the playoffs because at the end of the day, it's hockey. It's a physical, brutal sport. Even without the fighting that we saw back in the day, uh, size matters. And this team showed it once again. It reminds me a lot about the Blues team, both in terms of uh, how big they are and how many Canadians are on the team. And, you know, Canadians love to win hockey games. And that that's what this team does did. And uh, all credit to the Knights here. Definitely salvaged a bit of my bankroll. It would have been terrible if the Panthers won. But, uh, yeah, it's just a, a silver lining, I guess, with the Knights winning. But um, biggest story for me is is Matthew Kachuk. When he's not in the game, the, the Panthers were absolutely lifeless. Like, after they went down 3-1, to one, like you were saying, Talon, like they got the puck right back, and then they, they pressured the, the Panthers once again. That doesn't happen if Kachuk is in the game. Kachuk's out there living and dying with every shift, and he, he's actually uh, elevating that team quite a bit. And, um, yeah, so his absence just, just meant, like, uh, uh, they were absent. Like, they're, they're lifeless. Uh, I know Barkov is the captain, but uh, Kachuk is the the spiritual captain, so to speak. And without him in the lineup there, they they, they just could not compete with, with the Knights. I mean, the Knights were a much better team. They've proven that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's, like, a thousand different things I could say right now. I'm just... As for the game itself, though, Aiden Hill was, was solid. Bobrovsky uh, kind of kind of weak, but uh, you can't blame him for everything. Uh, the Panthers did not protect the net at all. Knights were all over them throughout the game. Um, yeah, just when the Panthers scored that goal, it was like, the Knights were like, oh, fuck this. We're going to kill them tonight. And they did that. And uh, the Panthers didn't stand a chance after that. Maybe the Knights got a little complacent giving up a couple goals in the third period, but they're, all, they're already up like five goals anyway. So you can forgive them for that. Um. Yeah, we, we we want to talk about Conn Smythe stuff now. Yeah, or let's well, go. Well, Talon um, didn't give his thoughts on the game yet. Yeah, okay. it, I started it off. Yeah, he did. What are you oh. talking about? Right <laughs> <now>? <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just so much to talk about. I, I forgot. Yeah, so Conn Smythe is uh, this is why the NHL is different than the NBA. In the NBA, it's just like whoever the star of the team is, they're getting the award. Whatever the captain would be the the counterpart for the NHL, but no, the the NHL they they take into account statistical production and uh marshall so was was the leading goal scorer i think he was tied with carlson and uh i think he had more assists obviously um so they, they gave it to him which was fine i thought that eichel had a better case just given the how good he is on the ice like he does so many little things well and he's passing the puck he makes the slick moves plus he's most you know, points the, in the playoffs yeah. man mm-hmm. yeah true that that too but he did i guess just didn't have the goals uh and yeah that's that's more important i guess um, but yeah, that, that, that's the major difference here between the NHL and the NBA. Uh, I mean, like Jimmy Butler got the Eastern Conference Finals MVP, the Larry Larry Bird Award, um, because he's basically the best player on the team. He's the the bona fide star, even though uh, Caleb Martin had a or Gabe Martin, whatever the fuck his name is, um, had a oh, it's Gabe Vincent, Caleb yeah, Martin. I, I think it's right? Caleb. Yeah, Caleb Martin. Yeah. yeah, you got it right. Yeah, okay, I always mix those two uh, names up. But, uh, yeah, like uh, Butler, he's the star, so he, he got the award. It was a narrow vote, but still, uh, I think the other guy was the better player in that series, And but they gave it to the star, and it's the opposite kind of thing in the NHL. Not not complete opposite. Obviously, the stars will get the preference, but still, they'll, they'll look at statistical production more. But, yeah, Eichel, I thought, was the, the deserving favorite, although I think Kachuk is the real consummate winner. I mean, obviously he's not going to win because his team didn't win, but he was the absolute story yeah. of this whole playoffs, uh, the way that he elevated his team. And like I was saying, like when when he went out of the game, the Panthers were lifeless, fall apart. Like the is supposed to be the most valuable player, and absolutely Kachuk is the most valuable player to the Panthers. Like if you take Marshall out of the lineup, the Knights aren't that different. You take Kachuk out of the lineup of the Panthers, they're fucking terrible. And, uh, yeah, so that's why I like to see that he got one third place vote, at least, uh, from one of the Frenchmen. I don't remember who, who the voter was, but, uh, credit to him for giving a shout out to Kachuk. Uh, yeah, I think that if, if being totally objective, I would give Kachuk the award, no doubt. Yeah. I, I tweeted it out last night. Again, it's Kachuk. This, that, that game proved how much Kachuk means to that team. And even even game four, he played with, with with that broken sternum. He had 24 points. He had two points less than Jack Eichel, who who led the playoffs. I still think Eichel should have won it over Marshall. Because like you said, take Marshall out of the lineup. It's not going to be that much of an impact to move someone up. But Eichel, Eichel sets up all those goals. Eichel's a two-way player. That's that's what that's what he is. And good for Jack Eichel to, to win the Stanley Cup before Connor McDavid. 
first season after being traded from Buffalo, joins uh, Ryan ah, O'Reilly. American bias going on here. Joined, Fuck off. <laughs> joins Ryan O'Reilly in that category, being traded from Buffalo, winning the Stanley Cup that next that next season. But yeah, Kachuk absolutely what was the most valuable player of his team in the Stanley Cup playoffs, which is what the Smythe Trophy is supposed to be awarded to. But obviously, what trophies are supposed to be awarded to have changed over the years. But yeah, it, it it sucked for me from a better betting perspective because I had Eichel, I had Stone, I thought Stone with the hat trick maybe maybe something put 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 him over the edge. But yeah, Marshall said with those goals, the goals what two goals in game two or whatever he had to you know everyone's like oh if Jonathan Marshall is going to come with now and that no one ever had a a game before that to uh, to take that over. So I think Eichel was was the best overall player on the Golden Knights. I do like that hockey doesn't just award it to their best to the star player like the nba does but yeah good for marsh but yeah looking back on like the consmith winners this is going to be one where like oh marsh so won on for the golden knights in 2023 i, I didn't remember that i gotta well, say okay, one, one more go. thing it just speaks to the depth of the team right that's why marsh so won there's there's no like there were a bunch of players contributing carlson and stone eichel aiden hill was okay too like uh there's just so many players that you just Okay, who had the most goals? <laughs> who had the, who had the, uh, you know, the, the more important goals? Whatever. That, that's that's what it comes down to because the nights are so deep that that's why this is a weird year in terms of the con Smythe. And unfortunately for Ryan and I, we we lost a bunch of money on that. But go go ahead, Don. And Marshall scored when people were watching. Marshall scored in games one and two, and the people kind of tune out a little bit. I think this was an all-time fleece job by the NHL against Jack Eichel right here, man. You guys touched on it too, like obviously, okay, is he a better player than Marshall? So, like objectively, yes. You know, I think that's safe to say. Marshall's a great player, had a fucking hell of a run in this playoffs. You cannot take this away from him. And I know you said that the award doesn't just go to the stars, but when the star players did what Jack Eichel did this playoffs. That's fucking lights out, man. This guy, for the most part of almost every series, has been absolutely dominant on this team. He led the team. He led the entire playoffs in points, for Christ's sakes. I know he only had six goals. What did Marshall still have? Like 12? So that's only half. But he had fucking 21 assists, for Christ's sakes. That's absolutely insane. He was everywhere on the ice last night. You guys were even saying it, too, when you were watching the game. Like, everywhere you looked, Eichel's making sick plays. And even if it's not just a setup pass, even if it's like a slick zone entry and beating a player to a puck and making a move to keep the play alive. That's fucking unreal, man. Now, does that take away from Marshall? No, like you said, he scored when people were watching, and there's something to be said about that, and he scored big goals as well, too. But if you look at who was passed in the puck a lot of those times, and not just a simple pass to the slot with nobody on him, there were some sick passes being made, some opportunities, and there were some, there were some passes that straight up normal players in the NHL couldn't have made. So I'm still on my boy with Jackie. I think he got absolutely shafted by not winning the con smite there but i think that's about as close as you'll as about as close as you'll see it jolie touched on it too so many good players on uh on the nights that were absolutely capable of taking that home so shout out the marshall so i still think it should have been eichel and i stand by my decision man fuck that marshall so shouldn't have won the con smite <laughs> eichel had an assist on eight of marshall's 13 playoff goals including six primary assists so that, that shows how important he is to you know marshall's scoring there Who's the other guy in that line? Is it Barbashev? Yeah, Barbashev, yeah. He, he, he was, he was, he was great, too. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. And I, I want to bring up, I, I'm impressed with, with how the Golden Knights were able to build their team. Everyone's been like, oh, they got the expansion draft, whatever. But a lot of their guys weren't from the expansion draft. A lot of their their top guys, Eichel, Eichel they got for Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, first-round pick, second-round pick, which at the time people were like, oh, that, that's all it took to get Eichel. And he came in, was great. They got Stone for Lindbergh, Brandstrom, and a second they got Stevenson, who's been great for a fifth-round pick. That that was two years away in 2019. They got Brett Howden, who picked for them for a fourth-round pick. Two second-round free picks agency. For, yeah, Petro on free agency. Two second-round picks for Alec Martinez. Like, you can say that they got a leg up from the expansion draft, and and teams like, you know, the the Panthers trading them to, so they take Smith and and Marchessault. But it's also just their GM, who McPhee and McCrennan. It was McPhee at and, the time, yeah. Yeah, McPhee and then McCrennan, and McPhee's still like the president or whatever there, so he still has a hand in it. That that front office is doing, I mean, that front office didn't have to dig out from anything that they were coming in to, to fix, but they went in and they got their assets and they used them to build a build a Stanley Cup contender 100%. that that missed the playoffs once in their first what six years, like, and they were, yeah, so so a, a great job by them. I'm not sure if teams are going to be able to emulate that somehow, but I think that's being overlooked with the whole expansion draft situation. 
And it's Tax-free worth, state doesn't hurt either. <laughs> it's worth noting, too, that all those GMs that like were making these deals, these side-door deals with them during the original expansion draft, they didn't fucking have to do that. They could have just said, mm-hmm. here, here's the guys you're taking. Take whatever fucking one you want. Instead of, okay, we're going to give you this guy so that you take these guys and they both turn out studs. You didn't have to do that. And they learned from their mistakes. You saw that in the Seattle one. They just said, yep, these are the guys you can take. Take whoever the hell you want. But still, like, don't, shit there. don't sit there and say, oh, Vegas had such an easy way to make this happen. Well, the other GMs didn't have to be that stupid either. But guess what? They were all fucking dumb. So, hey, that's a, it's not Vegas's fault. If someone's going to be dumb and you're going to profit from it, what are you going to say? No. No, that's ridiculous. It's it's like Ryan said, too. It's great asset management. Yeah, they traded the likes of, like, you know, Cody Glass, uh, Nick Suzuki. They traded all these players, man. But, like, it worked. You know, Alex Tuck, you know, Krebs. Like, these are these are good assets. They could have easily made these trades for someone's shit. You know, there's plenty of dumb GMs in the league that wouldn't have been able to done what uh, Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee were able to do. So you, you got to give these guys credits, man. They're smart hockey guys. Yeah. All right. Before before we go any farther here, uh, this episode is brought to you by Edge Boost. Sponsored by Edge Boost here. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now pay later Visa card. It currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advantages, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll for some futures, trying up a uh, middle or a hedge opportunity. They aren't some sleazy loan shark. They charge zero interest. So support the Hockey Gun Podcast and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgunpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I was just going to offend uh, Joe Sackick in terms of the uh, GMs getting fleeced and whatnot. We gave them Callan Pickard, who uh, is currently playing for the Bakersfield Condors in the <laughs> AHL. And, uh, yeah, he, he's been terrible in the NHL after uh, the Avalanche. So uh, credit to Joe Sackick. Always looking uh, looking uh, looking ahead and, and seeing the future. So, uh, yeah, f- um Excellent GM. Once again, well, what a beauty that guy is. Yeah, that that was that was two GMs ago for the Flyers, and they still they still only, only took Belmar. Pickard was a good Leaf, though. I'll tell you that we liked him. Really? Um, oh he, yeah, he, he was a Leaf at one point. I don't know if he was good. Yeah, yeah, you like. He was a Flyer Leafs. too. He was, it was a Flyer during that. Yeah, he was with all of us. Hey, look at that. He's made the rally. He's made the HTP <laughs> rally. Tucson Roadrunners, <laughs> Grand Rapids Griffins, yeah. Vienna Capitals. Apparently, he's in uh, right. Austria. Grand we Rapids. Had the, Again. He had the OG gritty mask for the Flyers. That's pretty sick. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to touch on on the game here or the Knights or anything, y'all? No. No? I'll tell you what. After watching that game, and uh, we don't got to go too crazy into this. Maybe we'll do this on another show. But straight up, after watching everything I watched last night and then watching the celebration afterwards and just the way that these players were embracing and talking to each other, Fucking trade Mitch Marner and fucking trade William Nealander. Get them all fucking out of here. Let's rebuild a team that wants to fucking win and wants to play fucking well. I could, I guess I came to a revelation last night, boys. Fuck them all. Fuck them all to death. That's what I'm going to say. With the game, I just want to go over the uh, the injury count. We, we had uh, Matthew Kachuk suffered a broken sternum in game three. Was that when he got hit, hit by Eichel? Was that that hit? Maybe. I think so. That was that was the first home game for the Panthers. That's uh, a, like a six-month injury. Samuel oh, yeah. Gerard got hit by that. Uh, was it Barbashev? It was. I think it might have been Barbashev in the in the Blues Avalanche yeah, series last been. year. So Barbashev just doing work. Um, but yeah, that that's a six-month injury. So uh, that 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 could see him miss the start of the season even. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Gerard is just a, a puny puny guy but Kachuk obviously is a, a little tougher and that's why he played game four unbelievably with, with uh, how much pain he, he was he must have been in yeah Paul Maurice said like some of these injuries they might not be back for for the start of the next season which yeah the Panthers went all in Kachuk had the broken sternum Ekblad broke his foot or bone in his foot in the Boston series and then had like his, his shoulder dislocated twice and got popped back in had some torn oblique I'm seeing Brandon Montour had a uh, torn labrum so yeah the 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 Panthers just went completely all in, which shows like when your team gets close to a cup, that's what you have to do. And then with, with, with the Kachuk injury also, that shows why the line was moving so much in favor of the Knights, because there had to be people that that knew about Kachuk's injury and they either bet on that or that got leaked out to some people in the market where they just loaded up on the, on the Knights and good for them because they took advantage. I'm suggesting a new stat instead of XG expected goals. We're going to go with, 
XPT, expected pain tolerance, because in the playoffs, <laughs> that's what really matters, right? You got to work through the pain. You got to tolerate that pain. That's the stat the I can done. get behind, man. I love <laughs> right? that shit. Totally. Right? Fucking okay. uh, tough How do you test it? You just fucking start punching guys in the face and see how many they can take? Or what are we doing here? I don't know. It's a work in progress. I just literally thought about 20 seconds ago. At the combine, you start beating the shit out of all these little fucking rookies. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that pretty much wraps up the game, boys. Good talk. A lot of fun. Uh, Congrats to the NHL. Good job, NHL, for another fantastic year. Congrats to the Knights. Congrats to the Panthers. And uh, hell yeah. Um, All right. We're going to jump into a little bit of news here. Some NHL news. Uh, this is one that our boy Ryan called here. Uh, New York Rangers have named their head coach here. They went with Peter Laviolette, former Flyer head coach. I think this guy's coached almost every team in this goddamn division. Uh, I don't know. Ryan, what do you think? Take it away, buddy. Yeah, I mean, Islanders to Canes to Flyers to Preds to Caps. Now, not to the Rangers. He he seems like the guy where your team is Metro almost Latin. ready. He's, he's, he's metrosexual, perhaps. Uh, yeah, but we got, yeah, he seems like the guy where, you know, your team's kind of stagnant. They, they they aren't performing up to their level, but you can't make any change. Like the Rangers, their guys are, are locked in with, with what they got. They got Panarin, they got Zibanejad, they got Kreider, they got uh, Shostorkin and that. This, this is their core. It's just a matter of getting the most out of them. And that's what Laviolette seems to be able to do, or that's what they're going to be able to try to do with him. Obviously, it didn't work. Um, with Washington or, or Nashville, but and, and I've been reading a lot of Rangers fans on, on Twitter saying, you know what, it doesn't matter who they hire if their star players just don't show up in the playoffs. So that's what it's going to be a matter of doing for, for Peter Laviolette. And yeah, it's the Rangers are I think still going to be a team to watch next year. I think Laviolette, you know, as much people talk about retread head coaches, I think he's one that does have a few tricks up his sleeve that can improve a team when he comes in. I don't think there's anybody less metrosexual than Peter Laviolette. Most <laughs> <laughs> monotone motherfucker in the world, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a tough guy. Uh, yeah, I don't have much else to add. I thought the New York Rangers would go a little younger there uh, after Jar Gallant. But, yeah, so well, be it, Laviolette. Didn't they have a, a young coach before that? Well, David Quinn. David Quinn, right? Yeah, so, you know, that's that's how you go. It's like uh, after you break up with the... Uh, an ex-girlfriend, or you break up with a girlfriend, you go uh, like a little direction. You go from blonde to brunette. And so <laughs> that, that's where the coaching hires tend to go. Um, but, they, yeah, it wasn't the case here. But I think this is a good hire. Laviolette, big fan of him. Uh, he'll get the guys to work uh, work with those young guys. Get them going. More of a playoff-style coach, I think. And uh, the, the big thing was Gerard Glant was criticized for a lack of in-game adjustments. Just, just a lot of... Uh, ranting and raving instead of um, making tactical shifts. Uh, Laviolette is, is, is kind of a balance of both. He does have the tactical acumen as well as a bit of a, uh, like a, I wouldn't say a player's coach because uh, a lot of guys complain about him. But um, in terms of uh, getting the guys to go to work and uh, play for something, uh, he's, he's good for that too. So, yeah, this is a good hire, I think. Uh, I heard there were some rumblings that the Rangers were looking to go younger and they were looking to see what was going on with Sheldon Keefe in Toronto. But from all it sounds, he's supposed to be extended. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's all bullshit. Who knows? Uh, either way, Laviolette, good coach. Uh, good fit for the Rangers here. He seems like one of those kind of guys, though. It's like, yeah, like you only want him really around for about two or three years. And then he kind of wears out his welcome and the message gets a little bit old. But that could be exactly what this New York team needs. But like, arguably, they're they're in win-now mode. They're in contention. You know, they got great goaltending, great back end, great forwards. So maybe it's uh, exactly what this team kind of needs to get them over the hump. Uh, do I think he'll be there for four or five, six years? I'm not sure how long the contract was. No, I think it'll be a two or three year thing. But, you know, uh Fuck, he's got, a, he's got an abundance of riches to work with there in New York, man. So, good hire. Speaking of coaching, it must suck for, for Boston fans to see Bruce Cassidy Ooh. win it against a team that, that knocked them out in the first round. True. Yeah, it sucks I thought that suck up there in Boston. Uh, yeah, that was the whole thing about with the, the regular season. Everyone's like, oh, wow, what a good move they made, moving Cassidy out and bringing this guy in. And then, at the end of the day, Bruce Cassidy gets the last laugh. Good for him, though. I always liked him in Boston. It's just, um, you know, some of these some of these coaches just wear on guys after a while, right? So that's why it's you got to look at these first year coaches where they're, um, you know, they're making up new systems. They're just getting along with players. The players aren't tired of them yet, and that's why uh, the first second year coaches tend to do tend to do tend to do uh, better than they do in third and fourth years, kind of thing. Right? So especially with the guy like Casty, who is, is historically. 
reputably more of um, a disciplinarian. And uh, and but yeah, it obviously worked out here. And uh, yeah, the Knights get the last laugh. Gasta gets the last laugh. Right. Uh, keep in mind, this is a guy that you know. Last year, fucking GM comes into his own home, comes into his own fucking home after telling him, yeah, you're good. We're bringing you back next year. Sits him down in his own fucking living room and shit cans him. But he probably went and took a shit right in his own toilet and then went, sat on his couch and then fired him inside of his own house. Like, that sucks. But, uh, yeah, so good on Cassidy, bro. I like Bruce Cassidy. You guys are fucking, guys are beauty. It worked. It worked. Let's, let's not be too one-sided, though, because it worked out for both teams, like. Cassidy in Boston would not have worked out. Like, Krejci would not have come over. Bergeron might not have re-signed. And certainly, um, what's his name? DeBrusque would not have played the way he did because apparently DeBrusque had a huge uh, problem with Cassidy. So it worked out for both teams. Unfortunately for the Bruins, though, uh, yeah, they they, they choked in the playoffs and lost to the eighth seed. Oh, did they? That's that's always good to hear. Wait, Uh, uh, (laughs) Wait, did they first round? No, No way. How about the Bruins, like Bruins fans, like just talk to me when you went around, okay? <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> moving down here. Obviously, we got some news. This is some big news coming out around the league here, uh, folks. The Ottawa Senators boys finally got sold. Uh, Toronto businessman Michael Ann Lauer actually purchased the Ottawa Senators, or he spearheaded a group that purchased the uh, Ottawa Senators. It wasn't just him on his own, but he's kind of the face of the operation going forward here. Uh, it was a $950 million deal, which is actually the most expensive or the highest amount of money that anybody's ever paid for an NHL team up to this date. Uh, good for the league to be in a good spot where they're actually selling teams for close to a billion dollars, especially a team much like the Ottawa Senators. He did actually buy the arena and facility as well. It's included in this deal, so there's a lot of money to be made for that. And of course, I think it's all well known that they're going to be looking to try to move, uh, get the purchase of the LeBreton Flats in Ottawa to build a new stadium. Uh, part of the deal was obviously that the Melnick uh, daughters did keep 10% of the team. Um, so that's pretty important for them as well. And uh, yeah, good on him, man. I know new ownership in Ottawa. Obviously, Eugene Melnick wasn't really too willing to spend money for the longest time. And that's why you'd see, you know, guys like Mark Stone be great for Ottawa and then that find their way somewhere else, you know. Um, even Eric Carlson to a certain extent back in the day. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what this guy does. Obviously, from the sounds of it, he just shits dollar bills. So uh, yeah, good, good on Ottawa, man. Hopefully, they'll be contenders. And actually, hopefully, they don't because fuck Ottawa, but still. Good, uh, good for the league, I guess. Yeah, I mean, good for the league to see see a team like the Senators being sold for nearly a billion dollars. Maybe they'll be able to raise the cap or raise the raise the cap floor and be able to play their pay their players a bit more. Maybe that'll come out. But yeah, this guy, we're talking pre-show. He was a, he owns a 10% stake in the Canadians that apparently he'll have to give up out of that. Um, so yeah, it, this guy's going all in on the Sens. It, 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 it kind of sucks because like there was like, oh, Ryan Reynolds was a part of this group. Snoop Dogg was a part of this group, and then just some. Some rich German guy from is he German? I I have no idea. Landauer <laughs> and Lauer. I, I don't, know, that's right. I, I, I don't yep. know what the spelling is, but uh, it sounds A N D L A U E R. That's German. All right, and, yeah, just some some German rich German guy comes comes in. No no Reynolds, no Snoop Dogg. It's just some some guy. But yeah, good good for I guess good for the Senators. Uh, they, they do have my, my boy Claude Giroux, so hopefully they'll be uh, competitive soon. Yeah, this, this is good to get this, I guess, out, out of the way and, and not in the, in the Melnicks anymore. Even though they're retaining some of it, but getting a getting a new ownership in there. I wonder if he paid in gold dental fillings. What do you think, Jolie? I have zero opinion. I don't give a shit about ownership. He, he is uh, born in born in France, by the way. I don't oh. know. Uh, probably East France or the in the Alsace, maybe. That's the German area. But uh, anyway, I don't give a shit about this stuff. Uh, we're hoping for a new owner bounce, I guess. <laughs> Let's go sense next year. I'm rather high on them. We, I mean, they got the dead the dead owner bounce. Didn't we bet that last year? Yeah, no, we got the no, new no, owner I think they got the win. <laughs> we suck, bro. Uh, okay, you want to pump some ads out here? Yeah, right? we, yeah. We got. I mean, it's summertime. You're going to be wearing some shorts. You want them to be comfy. You don't want to be shit chafing or anything so make sure you check out bird dog shorts their stretched khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg giving you a truly sculpted look they do the exact same thing as lululemon but fit way better because regular shorts have that stiff restricting cotton while bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement 
Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Make sure you check out Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter code P-O-O-L for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Bird dog. Come together with a little bird, bird dog. dog. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. A couple shows ago, I promised something. I teased something. And I didn't deliver. And we had a re-recorded our last show, and I completely forgot what the fuck I was going to say. But it came back to me, baby. It came back to me, and it's fresh in the noggin here. We're going to talk a little bit about the commissioner of the NHL, one Gary motherfucking Batman, okay? And I remembered what I was pissed off about. This was about a week ago. I don't know if it was game one or game two of the final series here, when it was. But Mr. Gary Bettman had an uh, like an intermission interview, sit down with Ron McClain. And now I'm not sure which one of these two pussies I hate most, uh, Ron McClain or Gary Bettman. But my disdain for both of them is very large. I think Ron's a little bitch. And I think Gary's a fucking little loser. So when I saw these two sitting down talking, normally you would think, just get this off my TV. Let me go take a piss. Let me go get a beer. Let me go you know, do whatever, get some food, whatever. No, I like to just hurt myself. So I'm like, I got to hear what these two ass clowns are absolutely saying. And I went and I rewatched this interview earlier today. And I remembered exactly why I was fucking mad. Point by point, these guys would go through things and it just got my blood boiling. So I'm going to go through a couple of those points and tell you why these guys are just so fucking stupid. All right. Number one here. Start of the interview, Ron McClain, pussy, brings up uh, that the Panthers' first year being in the league was was Gary Bettman's first year as commissioner and how incredible of an achievement that was for Gary Bettman. And Gary Bettman just sat there in stride and, you know, thanked him. Well, guess what? What the fuck did he do? He was his first year as commissioner. He didn't even fucking bring the goddamn team into the league. It was fucking Jill Stein, who was the president from 1992 to 1993. He orchestrated bringing hockey to Miami with both the Lightning and fucking the Panthers. And meanwhile, they're giving Bettman praise. And this fucking loser just says, yeah, I'll take the credit. You know, I'm not going to give anything to the predecessors, to the people that came before me, the people that shaped the league and structured the league that I took over and completely ran into the fucking shitter. But that's neither here nor there. That's a conversation for another day. Keep in mind, this guy literally just won a Lifetime Achievement Award from fucking Sports Business Journal. So that's absolute horseshit. But I digress. Now, second thing, they were talking about team locations, you know, moving teams. And Ron McLean was giving him praise. You know, there was a there was back in the day, John Hamm, John Hamm, you know, famous actor. He's a he's a big fan of the St. Louis Blues. He's from St. Louis area. Everybody knows that. Uh, he was talking about John skip Hamm saying, yeah, skip the dishes. Exactly. Uh, he was saying, you know, John Hamm at one point, he said, oh, we thought that uh, St. Louis thought they were going to lose their team. And, he, you know, they, they ended up didn't. And Gary's like, yeah, it was a hard process. Well, what the fuck are you talking about? If you guys know anything about this, I don't know if you heard this. It was in the 19 fucking 80s, for Christ's sake. Gary Batman wasn't even commissioned to in 1993. There, It was John Ziegler was the president of the fucking NHL from fucking 77 to 92. This is before we even had a commissioner. It was in 1983. There was a team. There was a fucking Canadian businessman that wanted to buy the St. Louis Blues and relocate them to fucking Saskatoon. They were going to be the Saskatoon Blues, for Christ's sakes. But because uh, team purchases at the time had to be approved collectively by all the other owners, and it wasn't done so, they all got shot down. It had nothing to do with Batman, for Christ's sakes. Ziggler took him to court and sued the fuck out of the guy, and they had to cancel the deal. So if anything, again, give credit to the fucking former presidents that done more for the game than this fat fucking pig has ever done. But oh no, if you're going to give me credit, then I'm going to take it. And shame on Ron fucking McLean for not knowing anything, too. The guy's 90 years old. You fucking, I wasn't alive for this bullshit. He should have known it. He's a fucking clown, too. They both suck. Anyways, I digress. Either way, Ron brings up players upset. We're talking about the Arizona Coyotes now, okay? So Ron McLean starts going into how the players were upset with playing in Muller Arena, you know, due to, uh, you know, loss of league shared revenues. You know, revenue sharing is the thing that happens in the NHL. You know, it's also driving up escrow. And Gary cuts him off. 
And this blows my fucking mind, because keep in mind what we're talking about here. We're talking about the players being upset due to lost revenues, which leads to affects the salary cap directly, as well as uh, escrow. And Gary says, well, they could, quote unquote, they could still be playing in Glendale if Glendale didn't change the lease terms. What the fuck does that have to do with the players? He's talking about the players being upset. He's like, well, let me cut you off. They could still be in Glendale if the Glendale Arena didn't change the lease. And all. If you're the players, you think you'd give a shit? Because that's what this guy does. He's a fucking lawyer, man. And I get it. You know, he's I'm not going to sit here and say he's dumb, even though I probably just did 20 times. He's a smart man. But when you're sitting there talking about the player's point of view, what the fuck are you talking about the arena lease? What does that have anything to do with them? If anything, that's on you. We know that fucking the league and Batman himself has been backing this Arizona team for the past 15 goddamn years. And he didn't fucking do shit to help digress the situation you could have flown out there you could have had better meetings you could have funded all the shit's there uh, he's put so much money into this he just can't he just can't fucking help himself man this guy just steps on his toes at every chance he gets it's absolutely fucking ridiculous and then he tries to say that they're grossing more in the mullet arena than they are in the fucking glendale arena are you high like are you just completely talking out your ass at this point like it absolutely makes no fucking sense, dude. Like, if you look at what was happening at Glendale Arena, it's very similar to what was happening with fucking Con Smythe with the Leafs in the 50s, dude. This guy fucking made the arena shares of the company the arena publicly owned, and then him and the majority of other owners bought fucking pretty much 75% of the shares, issued a fucking something stupid like a 30% dividend, so all the money that they were graining fucking went back into them, but it was off the books when it came to actually, like, guaranteed revenue. So it's all just total fucking bullshit. This is the exact same stuff that was happening. Happening. So to say that fucking Mullet Arena's grossing more than fucking Glendale was, there's fucking 6,000 seats. What are you even talking about? Is it, like, this is what's happening in this league, yo. This league has been built off just fucking fat, money-hungry, old white man criminals just fucking doing shit and trying to fucking manipulate narratives. It's, it's a fucking joke. But I digress. We continue. Then they go in to talk about Olympics. And this is where I really started losing my fucking mind, dude. Uh, <laughs> he said, we want to go back to the Olympics, quote unquote, assuming the IOC and AAHF are willing to do what they did in the past. Obviously, that's without him saying they don't want to pay for the players insurance anymore like they used to do. That's been half the battle why the league hasn't fucking gone. Uh, like, just fuck off, Gary. You got this new beautiful TV deal going on with ESPN. You're finally on TNT. You're getting exposure out there. What's the best way to grow the game? Get the fucking best on best actually happening. Let these players go out there and let's see who's the better team. And he was talking about, ooh, I don't know what we're going to do with Russia and all this shit. And that was in regards to them starting up like a World Cup of hockey. Well, fucking, you're in charge. Just let them play. If it's a World Cup, you don't need the fucking double IHF. You think the double IHF fucking approved the team North America, the team some of Europe? It, it, do whatever you fucking want, but don't give me this bullshit. And then he tries to say that they're not going to be doing a fucking... Best on best just worlds because Marty Walsh is the new commissioner, or sorry, the new fucking head of the NHLPA. And because he's new, they got to establish a relationship first. Fuck off. Like, yeah, you got to talk to the guy, but you can have, you should have this in place already. Like, you should have a plan in place. This guy was hired like three months ago. You tell me before that, that you didn't have any conversations or anything planned for a World Cup of hockey. Like, that's just straight bullshit, man. This guy pisses me. I'm sorry. I'm really mad. I know I'm long-winded here, but I'm not even fucking done. I'm getting. I'm losing my mind when it comes to this guy. Now, finally, icing on the fucking cake. This wasn't even discussed, okay? Everybody's talking about the salary cap going up in, like, what, two years. Next year, it's going up $1 million. Everybody's saying, oh, it's going to go up, like, $5 mil next year. And you know what? That's absolute fucking horseshit. I can almost promise you it's not going up anything more than 2.5 to 3 million next year and you want to fucking know why because gary bettman holds the goddamn cards even the owners are sitting here saying yo we want to spend more money on our fucking team players like we want more money pa's up his ass but you know how gary bettman operates man this guy just sits there and he has leverage he doesn't even know what he wants, but he's going to use that cap going up. He's going to be like, you know what? I want something out of it. Now, the CBA has already been extended. It was renewed for four years, 2022 to 2026. But that doesn't mean that he's not sitting on something. I don't even think Gary knows what he wants. But you know what the thing about this motherfucking piece of shit is? He's never just going to give anything for free. He's like, hey, I have the power right now. 
what can I get out of this? And I respect that from a business point of view. But when you're trying to grow the goddamn game with superstars we have now, look at we talk about it all the time. Look at the comparison that these players are making compared to the other three major fucking North American sports. I we say it all the time. You run a fucking act like the last place goddamn sport. People are going to treat you like the last place goddamn sport. So stop holding this over people's heads. Stop like the escrow is going to be paid off due to COVID that they negotiated in the CBA. There's 50 million left. That's going to be paid off by the start of next season. There is no reason why they couldn't have predicted that, foreseen that. It's all calculated and just moved the cap up fucking four mil this year. But the fact that they didn't just goes to show me that it sure as shit ain't happening in the next season after this year as well. So don't even get me started with all this fucking cap's going to go up, cap's going to go up. It'll go up, but it's not fucking going up by five mil, man. That's absolute horseshit because you know why? That fat fucking pig won't let it until he gets something. And ch- chances are he doesn't even know what the fuck he wants right now, but that's just how this dickhead operates. I'm done. Uh, I, I have a few few quick points here. You're not the only oh, one, apparently. Make them quick. Uh, they are quick. <laughs> as a control. I, I know you guys. Uh, you're not the only one that, that, that did not like this interview. When you search McLean Bettman, first thing is an article that has titled, Fans Slam Ron McLean Over, Quote, Boot-Licking Bettman Interview. And one of the tweets highlighted in there from uh, Zach at Huey the Liger is, remember when Ron McLean used to hold Gary Bettman's feet to the fire? Now he's got his lips firmly planted on his ash, ass. <laughs> So yeah, that's exactly it. That's pretty pretty fair. <laughs> yeah, and then also, I hate the Vegas Golden Knights fans for not booing Gary Bettman. That's one of the True. things with the Stanley Cup thing. He comes out the draft or anything, you boo him. He knows he's going to get booed. Fucking boo him. He deserves to be booed. Yeah, he doesn't have the best on best. There's no Olympics. Don't blame the IOC. Like you said, get the World World Cup of Hockey. Get something going to get the best on best. Also, TV ratings. He's not trying to grow the game. He's trying to make as much money as possible because this was the, the lowest watch Stanley Cup final uh, since 2007, down 4 to 3% from this year from last year, according to a tweet from Alan Walsh. Yeah, it's on TNT. It's on TBS. It's on True TV. It's not on ABC or CBS or NBC in the States. It's not on, not on regular TV. You have to pay to get one of those channels or pay to stream it or pay to illegally pirate it, which a lot of people did. And you know, TNT's paying $225 million per year for, for, for these rights. NHL should be doing something with that to help grow the game if that's Batman, what Batman wants to do, which I don't think he wants to do. He, you said, you know, it's a good business move to get what he wants or, you know, use his negotiations to, to get what he wants. And, you know, it's a good business move. But that's not if that's what he's trying to do. He shouldn't be commissioner of the NHL. He should be commissioner should be someone that, that loves the sport, loves the game. Obviously wants to make money, but wants to grow the game and, you know, growing the game, growing the sport, growing the league means the commissioner's salary will go up with that. So that's, that's what, what he's done for 30 with. years, Ryan. That's yeah, what he's done for he's 30 done fucking absolutely years. Absolutely nothing. And, and, and it's, it's ridiculous. I'm going now. Joel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't give a shit about any of that, really. Uh, I mean... <laughs> It's it's no surprising. It's not a surprise to hear that the the lowest TV rating since 2007 because it's two fucking garbage teams. Nice uh, fans don't even know how to boo Batman. Panthers fans don't even have fucking Panthers merch in the fucking state. Um, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous these these two teams that they're in the finals. But uh, yeah, I'm a salty Canadian. Uh, real hockey culture up here. We fucking sell out stadiums even when they're fucking uh, ten wins out of forty. Uh, we still go to the games and all not even though even though we're paying like 200 bucks a seat that that's what real hockey culture is but that's for Batman I don't give a shit uh uh yeah just uh, fuck off with your Arizona Coyotes your Florida Panthers bring hockey back up north where it belongs but we also got to be better as, as Canadian teams cuz uh, we, we we fucking suck since 93 um but anyway Proof of the uh, lack of TV ratings was uh, I was in a bar last night watching the game, and then this fucking guy sits next to me, um, and he immediately as soon as he sits down, oh, we're watching the rig game, whatever, blah 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 blah, and then he spends <laughs> like the next three hours, maybe two hours, two hours, yelling about how fucking Gary Bettman rigged this shit. How would he rig it if it's lowest TV ratings since 2007? That's anyway, <laughs> I'm not even entertaining this guy. It's just he's totally even the fucking uh, he sat next to this other girl, too. And even she was calling him out on how bullshit he was. She, he was like, uh, if it was rigged, wouldn't they want like the Kings and the Rangers? <laughs> no, no, no. He's like, oh, yeah, the, the Batman is undefeated the last 30 years. He won the Stanley Cup every fucking year. And then he started arguing about the bartender with um, 
how much the extra beef patty cost. It was six bucks, which is <laughs> admittedly a lot, but That's still. A, lot. a little bit, but still. Yeah, I know. At that point, you're just like, a dick. You've proven that you're just a piece of shit. All right. And then what he ordered, he ordered fucking three patties, a bacon, and cheese on top. Like, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess if you're paying for three patties, you want to argue about the $6 charge. Yo, but fuck still, this guy. This guy is, is fucked. He said Wait, he doesn't did, work did out. Did he get he'll, that he'll, on a burger? Or did he just get that? Was Did he have bread? No, nothing. He's like, I respect this establishment too much. I just want to buy the beef so I don't have to throw out the burger. What and, the uh, fuck is he even talking about? <laughs> He's like the liver king or something, right? You know the liver king? Like just like a, oh, yeah, that like a beef diet, all meat carnivores. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, he just went on and on and on about when, when the, the Knights won the cup. Like, oh, they're great players, but it's all rigged. They shouldn't have won, blah, 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 blah. It's all because of Batman. Um, and I, I had to leave early. And that, that's a shame. That's why I fucking hate people. That's why I don't, I, I should not watch at a, a playoff deciding game, especially not the Stanley Cup deciding game, at a bar because I fucking hate people and they can ruin the experience. I like to watch the ceremonies, but that guy fucking ruined it for me. So I just had to get it off my chest. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Callan had an eloquent exposition of Batman calling him out. I'm just calling out this fucking Batman hater at the same time. Um, I'm, I'm related to the people here, whereas Callan is relating to the uh, the more intellectual listeners, I guess. I've been really into the business side of hockey lately. I mean, you know what? I've actually, I tweeted at Alan Walsh. And I got to ask him if he'd give me any like book recommendations about like shit to read. And he gave me back a list of like six fucking books. So that's why Twitter uh, kicks ass. That's sick. Yeah. Everybody fucking. Oh, man. You're fucking reaching like up to that. Alan Walsh now. Yeah. That, that's hilarious. Given the, yeah. how your, um, your, your turncoat over the, the night's hatred is gone. Like hell yeah, man. But, uh, anyways, yo, um, that pretty much wraps up everything we got about hockey. Anything else worth bringing up here? I know we've, we've been going pretty good. I got a thousand things to say, but we got a whole fucking off season to get through. So I'll, I'll hell save yeah, it. We do. Hell yeah, we do. All right. It's time for the best part of the fucking podcast, baby. The absolute best part of the goddamn show. We got a major weekend. We got the fucking U.S. Open happening. It's going to be kicking off on Thursday tomorrow at the time of recording this. Obviously, it's Wednesday. Fucking West Coast golf, too. I absolutely love it. I'll be watching guys fucking drain putts till what? Like, I don't know, 11 p.m. or something. That's going to be absolutely sick. And I'm off this weekend, so that's fucking lit. Uh, Jolie, kick us off, buddy. Give us a little preview. Give us a couple picks, a little bit of insight. What are you thinking? Is your board bigger than the fucking rough we got here at the Open? Or what's going on, my man? Uh, I don't know about that. It's going to be some really terrible rough going on here. So you definitely want to hit the fairways. Uh, yeah, we're, we're hearing some things about how how deep it is, how tough it'll be. Uh, you're, you're definitely going to need some putting, but you're also going to need to get your chipping wedge going. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, – I got a bunch of picks here, more than I should. But uh, at least <laughs> I don't have, uh, you know, anyone less than 10 to 1. So I can afford a, a few long shots so uh, we're going with Victor Holland at 20 to one, my guy. Uh, I mean, he's in every fucking tournament. Uh, finally, he won one at the Memorial, and uh, thankfully, um, I was on him there. My, my only my second outright all year, uh, but he he's been playing stellar golf. He's always in the mix, and his short game is improving massively. He's had some problems with the uh, Bermuda grass that we'll see here at the uh, LACC, but I still trust him and in his newfound game. He's got a new. Um, like a short game coach, uh, some some guy named Mayo. I don't know. I'm not a golf expert. I don't originate this shit. Just just stuff I'm heard, stuff I'm hearing. So yeah, Hoblin twenty to one. I like that. Cantley twenty to one. That's you know he always plays better on the West Coast. Same He's gonna get thing. a major man one of these days. He's gonna get exactly him. exactly. Cam Smith. I got him at thirty five to one. He's he's typically around a uh, thirty to one at most shops. So uh, I recommend that. Uh, he, I think that he can make up for his poor driving with some excellent putting as he usually does. Um, Tyrrell Hatton, he's playing the uh, same kind of camp as Hovland, just always hovering around in the mix this year, but never really uh, powering through. But I do think that he'll get one one of these weeks. Um, Fitzpatrick, I'm always on him. Excellent ball striker. He's been in poor form, but at 45 to 1, I like that. DJ, 50 to 1. Thomas, 50 to 1. Just, just pure value play, so called. By the way, I hate that term. Just like every bet <laughs> should be a value play. I, it, even if it's plus money, if it's minus 500, it, 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 every bet you make should be a value play. So that's just a pet peeve. Burns 100 to 1, just the number is just, just way too high. 
Uh, he's, he's, you can find him at like 60, 70, 80. I, I, I don't mind him at any of those, but I, I found 100 to 1 on him. So that's good. And uh, we're going to fade the Canadians after the, the Canadian Open, especially Nick Taylor. <laughs> Uh, like uh, I don't expect him to have a good weekend here, so uh, I found an Eric Cole over Taylor minus one twenty, Matt Kuchar over Taylor minus one hundred six. Uh, just just th- those are those are guys in decent shape. Kuchar uh, kind of bailed uh, towards the end of the uh, Canadian Open, but uh, the minus one hundred six, I don't mind that. Taylor maybe missed the cut. I didn't actually look at that, but uh, don't mind that. Uh, and um, Morikawa is supposed to be injured. I just learned this today. I was looking forward maybe to betting him because this is another backyard uh, event for him. But Cam Smith or Morikawa found that plus 110. Quite like that because I like Smith. And if Morikawa is injured, I don't think that he'll win. And uh, just a few more. Uh, Vilko Neighbor, top South African, plus 190 I found. Uh, it, plus 160, plus 170, you find those. This guy, like... He's like the Bryson DeChambeau if, if he was a skinny fuck. Like, this guy just hits the, <laughs> hits the ball a million miles. Uh, so as long as he can hit the fairway, he'll be in good shape because he'll be miles ahead of anyone else he's playing with. Uh, I like that. And the other the other South Africans are total no-names. So, yeah, I like that guy to come through. Matsuyama, top Asian, plus 250. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this guy's the real deal. He's playing a lot better than the other Asians right now. His what neck's better, too. He's, he was battling a hurt neck for a while there. Apparently, he's in good shape. Right. Yeah, he's playing better recently, for sure. Cam Smith, top uh, Australian round, plus 200. Um, what else we got here? We got Scheffler, top 10. I got to have something on him because he's he's hitting the ball so well. He's basically he, he's putting up historical numbers ball striking, but his putter is absolutely putrid right now. So he's been pulling get... the Rory, though, man. We're like, one day he'll shoot like one over, and then he'll go low for the rest of the tournament and end up finishing like third or fourth. Like Macro right, used to right. do that every fucking day. Yeah, but he has a new putter now, so uh, I, I can't trust him all the way, but uh, you can trust him at least to get it close enough to uh, make a top 10 because his ball striking is absolutely phenomenal right now. Um, I also played some some big, juicy numbers like Rom top Spaniard, minus 250. Who the fuck's going to beat him? Sergio Garcia? Yeah. I don't think so. Um, Hovland top Scandinavian, minus 220. So just going against Alex Noren. And uh, the, the, this this young Swedish guy, Vincent Norman, I don't even know if he's young, but he, he's he's recently showing up on the board. And we'll just go with one more or two more, actually. Patrick Reed makes the cut. Minus yeah, minus I was just about cut. to say. I'm Hell sniffing. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the dark guy, the dark guy of the tour. Uh, yeah. People do not like to bet him. They're going to be betting against him. So you might be able to find a little hashtag value on that. And finally, shout out to the Discord. We're going with the uh, squad bet. Playoff plus 350. Hell yeah. We're going to get one of them. We're 0 for 2 so far, but uh, That's okay. one of them hits, we'll be in the money. <laughs> That's awesome. The major fucking, the major playoff boys, baby. The MPB is back at it. Let's go. Uh, Joey had a lot of awesome picks there. Uh, I got a lot of similar ones, a lot of kind of different ones. Uh, so far, I've only really focused on outright winners. I'll be doing the rest of that digging later tonight. I'll throw some other props in the Discord. Outrights. Uh, I'm going with my boy Brooksy, plus 1,000 here. I know Jolie said nothing under 10 to 1. Well, fuck you, Brooks. He's absolutely dialed. Uh, he's going for his sixth major here. I think he can absolutely get it done. What a fucking stud. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, you touched on it too. I got him as well. Um, he's going to get one eventually, man. And this guy cried. Like, you talked about this course too, man. The roughs are so fucking huge and heavy. You have to hit the fairway. And if you're not hitting the fairway, you got to nuke balls up so that you're just pitching, not hitting like a fucking five iron or a six iron out of that shit. So I'm going with Patrick Cantlay. This guy nukes balls and he's going to get one eventually here. Uh, I like Xander, man. I, I don't know. Every time I fucking bet him, he shits the bed and doesn't even make the fucking cut, though. But every time I don't bet him, this guy's just throwing darts at the pin. So I'm going to put a little sprinkler. I got Xander at plus 2,000 here. Um, I'm liking Jordan Spieth as well. This guy's been playing some decent golf. I'm seeing him at plus 2,500, so I'm definitely going to take that. Julie touched on it. Arbor Hideki. I got Hideki outright at plus 4,000. Uh, there's no reason this guy can't just fucking pull away. When he's on and when he's hot, you saw it when he won the Masters. Like, if fucking the guy was draining everything. Every fucking approach shot was beautiful. Even if he did make mistakes, he battled out of those mistakes. He has a calm, cool demeanor, very collective mindset. Uh, just looks like an all-around good guy. So Hideki at plus 4,000. absolutely love uh Jolie said to fade the Canadians. One Canadian I can't fade, and especially at the fucking price. 
If you're going to give me Corey Connors at plus 6,600, I'm going to be all fucking absolutely over that price. This guy shows up on majors, dude. He was leading the majors three, I think like after the third round or something, he was leading the fucking U.S. Open for Christ's sakes. Fell apart, didn't close it, but eventually that's going to change, dude. And Corey Connors is one of those guys that's just going to get one eventually here. And why can't we go back back to back Canadian wins on tour? Hell yeah, man. Like Nikki Taylor getting it done last fucking week. Corey Connors, he shows up for majors. So again, one of those guys I talked about, he absolutely nukes the ball uh short games find his putting there's a little bit to be desired so that's what worries me a little bit about this but if Corey can just put himself in good shape around the greens here uh there's no reason to me why he can't win it at a plus 66 fucking hundred i'll be all over that uh this is what joel was giving me shit for nobody's talking about this guy this guy's had a he hasn't won this year, but he's had a pretty goddamn good season. And every time I look at the leaderboards, I see exactly. I see him in the top tens, top fives, sneaking around here. Why not go with fucking my boy Ricky Fowler, yo? Because you know if he's in the cunt, if he's in contention on fucking Sunday, you're going to get the chance. You're going to get the big dick Rick chance, and he's going to be feeding off it. This guy loves when a crowd's getting into it. They're going to be absolutely buckled over there at the fucking U.S. Open. So, uh, yeah, if Ricky's in the hunt on Sunday, yeah, he has just as good of a chance as anybody to get it done as long as he puts himself in good position. So plus 5,000, I'm all over that. Um, I like Hovland as well. Probably I haven't bet it yet. I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm currently just building up the bankroll a little bit, hammering some uh, some baseball and shit. Um, if I had to do one like little stupid play, give me Phil at plus 10,000. Why the fuck not? Let's go, lefty. Plus 10,000. This guy won it, what, like two, three years ago? Is he going to win? You wouldn't say, you know, probably not, but nobody thought he was going to be fucking top five, top three at the Masters, and sure as shit. He, he won two years ago, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like two years ago, too. But everybody just counts this guy out, and all he does is just fucking shove it up to people, everyone's hoop, and there's going to be nobody with a bigger fucking smile at this open than fucking Phil Mickelson after all that shit that went down with Liv recently. So if you're going to give me big daddy Phil at plus 10,000, shit, I'll throw fucking 20 bucks on that. And, you know, even this is something I don't normally do, but even go for like a cash out play or some shit like that because you know it's going to pay out through the fucking roof no matter what so i don't know those are a couple things that i'm looking at so far obviously we'll probably have a little bit more i've pretty much bet every single one of those except for phil and uh uh who else did i say hoblin but yeah but we'll probably get those going later tonight anyways and then props and shit we'll we'll fucking see where the night takes me boys i'm so pumped it's fucking open weekend baby let's go yeah and then uh then uh, then, uh for me i got uh scotty scheffler boosted to nine to one on DraftKings. it's a good boost Hell yeah. yeah. From plus from plus six hundred to plus nine hundred. Right? For Scotty, I was thinking of like I was thinking of how do I play Scheffler? I might do a live bet, man, because it's what I said. If he fucking shits the bed on on Thursday, there's no reason he can't put himself back in contention. But I, I kind of want to see that number move up a little bit, and maybe you know some no name will run off with like a fucking four stroke lead after the first day, and you can get him at better odds as well. So that was my plan for Scotty. But Ryan, that's good. Plus nine hundred. Hell yeah. I also have a I have a seventy two percent profit boost on any winner that I haven't placed yet. Max bet of twenty five. So I, I I might go with Burns. I, I, 66 to 1. I think that's up to 115. I, it gets it up to. I don't like. Sammy hasn't been playing good this year, bro. I know Joel likes him and I like him too, but his LSU. game's been in the shitter. I, I might just go like Hoblin or Cantlay. I've seen those guys up there and I know you guys have talked about them a bit, so I might just hop on them. Hell yeah. It's got Hell two yeah. two things to say. First of all, yeah, I, I wouldn't throw Connors in the fade Canadians camp. I quite like him for this course. I haven't bet any of them. But I'm definitely not fading him. And uh, as for Ricky Fowler, though, I think he's just a fucking social slide at this point. He just wants to be on the course playing with the boys. I don't think he's actually interested in winning. He's like the opposite of Brooks Kepka. But that, sometimes that's up. how you sometimes that's how you catch lightning in a bottle, man. You just go out there and have uh, a good time. Nah, no, he no, no wants to shake hands at the end of the day. <laughs> Tip good his for hat. Big Dick Rick, yo. Good for Big Dick Rick. Hell yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to touch on here, or Ad Boys? I know we've had a pretty long one. All right, that's good. Everybody, go check out the Sports Gallery Podcast, Eric website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Uh, not really, though, because fucking hockey's done, so that sucks. Basketball's done, so if you like basketball, that stinks. We got baseball, so hell yeah, good on baseball. Uh, F1 uh, in Montreal this weekend. That's going to be sick. U.S. Open, we talked about it. Uh, is the French tennis thing open? Is that done? Did that finish up? <laughs> yeah, you won't hear from me until uh, Wimbledon in the beginning of July. That's the next big big i only bet tennis basically during the majors so uh you guys are are free from me talking about tennis for the next little bit <laughs> well, when's the australian open is that august september no it's january man oh. u.s open is august oh okay okay, okay. 
All right. Either way, get your ass on the SGPN website. Uh, be sure to read the articles, man. A lot of love goes into those articles. A lot of good effort, and they're fucking great. So be sure to check those out. Be sure to listen to the other shows as well. Check out Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake. Uh, these guys are always absolutely killing it. Uh, and shout out to all our friends pals in the Discord, man. It's, it's the end of the year. You know, uh, we got a lot of we got a lot of nice messages actually, both on Twitter and in the Discord from everybody that listens and all of our friends and pals and shit like that. So you know, we definitely appreciate that. You guys are awesome. But something we want to say too is thank you guys for fucking being along with the ride, man. If we were just sitting here doing these fucking shows all the time and nobody was listening, you know, what would be the goddamn point? So uh, even if you're not in the Discord, we fucking we we love and appreciate you guys too. But uh, to all of our fucking pals in the Discord, man, you guys are you guys kick ass, bro. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for sticking around. Obviously, we're gonna be keeping shit going in the off season but uh we're gearing up for next year baby yeah, shout out to uh b sanders in the discord last night calling out the uh, bobrovsky under 28 and a half saves live after the second period because the golden knights just took a third period off also shout out to our boy uh bw beijing wings in there he is one of the ones that had the long nice message i'm gonna read that now since we didn't get any oh. new reviews because there's cowards there and bw can't leave us a review so th- this counts here he said, uh, I'd like to say thank you to Ryan, Joel, and Talon for bringing us the Hockey Game Podcast this season. You guys take the time to make the best damn hockey podcast in the world. Build this community. The only one I know of where you can actually talk to the podcast host. And your hard work and effort is greatly appreciated. It takes more time behind the scenes than people realize, and I'm thankful you keep hustling. You guys helped me get back into hockey, and I'm sure you've helped a lot of listeners get as much out of joy of the sport as I have. I'm looking forward to season three of the HGP and whatever Shady Rays and Patriot Supply pays you to sell shades and zombie survivor <laughs> gear. It's not enough. Thanks again, boys. Thank you, BW. He's the absolute best and absolute beauty, as we say up He's here in Canada. He's a dog, yo. And shout out to uh, Adam Rosenberg and David C. on Twitter as well. Those guys mm-hmm. have some nice yeah. shit to say as well. So, to everybody, we appreciate all of you. So, thanks for everything. The Hall of yeah. Fame of uh, Discorders up in here. Yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. Fuck yeah. Uh, all right. Also, if you want to get the Discord, uh, reach out to myself and Ryan on Twitter. I'll put you in the right direction or the HTTP Twitter account will get you. Or you can uh, shit on a rock. And if you shit on a rock and then just throw it at some dude in bc chances are it might be jolie and then he'll read it and then he'll shit on a rock and throw it right back at you and that'll show you how to get into the discord <laughs> you think we're all monkeys up here what are you talking about yeah shit. i don't fucking Slinging. know a bunch of vegans and shit. shit aren't you that's true craft, craft beer and fucking veggies yeah yeah i liked your flashlight one better <laughs> okay it's a flashlight, not a flashlight. Don't get it. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that'll be, be a sponsor in the future. We'll do a HGP flashlight merch. <laughs> Picture of Ryan's face on the front. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Ryan. What else we got to plug? Is that it? That's, uh, that's no. it? I mean, if you want to leave a review, go to. Search. I mean, you can search Hockey Game on Podcast. You listen to the podcast, so you know where to find us. So Apple Podcasts is the best for reviews. Spotify leaves a five star rating as well. Hell yeah. All right, guys, my name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter, Talon underscore Jenkins94. You'll find me out looking for rocks as well. I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Mine. You'll find me advising the listener that uh, if you're going to be betting futures, Stanley Cup winners for next year, make sure you know that the price will drop. Uh, for example, Montreal Canadiens, 250 to 1. Blue Jackets, 200 to 1. Those prices are already dropping. Kraken, 50 to 1. It's dropping, so get on those quick if uh, you want to get on the action because uh, those prices won't last for long. Gotta get cracking on those. (laughs) Hell yeah. All right, peace.